The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? The Jews used nothing in common with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying it to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and a cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater Then our father Jacob, who gave us the cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered her and said, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give them will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may not be thirsty, or have to keep coming here to draw water. I can see that you are a prophet, Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is Jerusalem. And Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you'll worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people Worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand, because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, 
I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. And Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him. And when the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word. For we have heard the word ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. As we go through the readings, allow the gaze of love crucified touch your heart. People are indeed dying for lack of this kind of love. And Jesus shows us how he encountered the lost sheep and placed it on his shoulders. Be that lost sheep today as we reflect together. From our own deep thirst for love, for salvation, for meaning, we give ourselves to the one who, in his thirst, asks us for a drink. Just as he will thirst, thirst for our souls from the cross. When you look at the cross these days during Lent, do you find yourselves lost in wonder at the love he has for you and the love he has for your family, your friends, and your enemies? Does Jesus' way of loving challenge you and me to love better? Lord Jesus, I want to not get in the way Take away my distractions and preoccupations that weigh me down. I want to be exclusively yours during this Mass. I can't continue down this Lenten path with my own forces. I am tired and weary like the Israelites in the desert. Send your Holy Spirit into my heart now. Come, Lord Jesus. Before we begin our reflection together, I quote from the psalm. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. From the book of Exodus, strike the rock and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. Things were not looking good for the people of God. Chosen, yes, but now they felt abandoned 
and their fearless leader Moses was experiencing all sorts of doubts. It seemed like there was no way out. Yet time and again the Lord showed them that he was the Lord. Not Pharaoh, not their idols, not their flesh pots and not their wine jars. The Lord was God. Does this ancient struggle that we are following in the readings of Lent speak into your journey? Are you struggling? Are you tempted to give in, take a break, or just let the whole thing pass by without getting involved? I know how you feel. I am struggling too. I have to put up with myself all the time. You only have to put up with me for one hour a week. My dear St. Joseph parishioners, what you are experiencing is what we are all going through. Lent is a, is a time for deep purification of our minds, hearts, and souls. It's individual and it's communitarian. We come to Mass today on this third Sunday of Lent because we should desperately want to connect with each other. Despite our differences, God wants to change our stony hearts into his very own heart of flesh. Before you experience Moses striking the rock and the rushing water that will quench your thirst... What temptation are you warding off? What sacrificial offering has been working out well for you this week? What do you need to focus on this coming week? Let's pause for a moment and ask the Holy Spirit for help to see myself the way God sees me. From the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. As we peer into the liturgical season, how do we see faith, hope, and love helping us to grow in closeness to our blessed Lord's passion, death, and resurrection? Paul speaks right into it this day in his famous letter to the Romans. For Paul, Christ was everything. The whole, his whole life revolved around the person he met on the way to Damascus. There was never, ever turning back and only a deepening into the love he had discovered, a love that was intertwined with hope and faith. And remember, St. Paul struggled with himself and no doubt those who worked with him. Soon enough, we will enter the sacred triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter, the Easter Vigil. It will be a time of intense prayer as a community and individually. I remember last year processing from here to the St. Monica Hall with our Lord, and all of you behind Jesus, walking slowly, 
silently, prayerfully. The image of everyone kneeling before our Lord at the altar of repose was quite moving. In addition, this year we will be a missionary parish. Some of us will walk the streets spreading the love of Jesus. And all of us can be involved in different ways. So just ask. That's basically come here in the midday on th- uh, Friday and Saturday. Activity and prayer. And then we go. And always, in, always coming back for the services here. You could just be here praying. My dear St. Joseph parishioners, hope does not disappoint. Our church is a beacon of hope in our world. I mean, the church universal. If you get caught up in who says this and why did he say that and what did this guy say over there and what are the Germans doing, you're missing the point. Because the church is about us here and now and what we can do for those here and now around us. That's church. It's not an intellectual debate of what the, what's going on on the other side of the world. As we continue this journey through Lent, let's pray for one another. Don't let the devil get inside of you or inside of us. Just like you see There are drug-free zones. St. Joseph is a devil, evil spirit-free zone. On Friday mornings, a small group of us meet to discuss the gospel. This time, there was a lot of back and forth because of the many twists and turns in the story. What is self-evident is the outcome. This woman, who is unnamed because she represents so many people today who want to meet Jesus, but they keep missing him because they're afraid. But that fate-filled day changed everything. It is reminiscent of St. Paul's encounter with Jesus. Her life was changed forever. She went at the middle of the day to avoid the villagers and all their gossiping about her. Little did she know who was waiting for her. He listened to her. He walked with her. He encouraged her. He sent her out. Jesus spoke the truth in a way that she could hear it. Unlike St. Paul, there was an immediateness in her response. Paul needed time, but this woman's eyes were opened, and right away she got to work. Where did she go? Right back into the messy world she came from. She went from being an outcast and despised by most to the one who introduced them to the Messiah. Do you see her joy? Are you touched by her conversion? Is there something inside of you that needs to be transformed by Jesus this Lent?
I have mentioned to you that I went to Los Angeles for the funeral of Bishop David O'Connell. During a dark time in his life in which he was struggling and unsure if he would return to the priesthood, he had to ask himself what kind of priest he would be if he returned. The way he lived his life once he returned was nothing less than extraordinary. His priest friend, Father Jay, who gave the homily, said, David would wake up early, take his dog, Hito, and walk around the car lot of his parish in south-central L.A. In one hand was his rosary beads, and on the other hand, the leash. Hito learned how to respond to the bishop's muttering of the rosary If David was here today, do you want to know what he would say? Jesus loves you. Mary loves you. Don't be afraid. David didn't get to say goodbye to anybody. But thousands of people came to say goodbye to him at his funeral. Thank you, Bishop David, for being a good shepherd to the people entrusted to you. Today we welcome our catechumens who seek full communion with the church through baptism, confirmation, and Holy Eucharist. They are now also properly called the elect. They have celebrated the rite of election with Bishop Luis, which signifies that God has chosen, elected them, Therefore, the church calls them the elect of God. The purpose of the scrutinies is for our assembly and community to pray for them just as we did for the candidates last Sunday so that they can examine themselves this Lent and prepare adequately for the journey they are undertaking. May the elect and their sponsors please come forward. Dear faithful assembled here, pray in silence for these elect that they will be given the spirit of repentance, a sense of sin, and the true freedom of the children of God. Elect of God, bow your heads and pray. This is the sign of your inner repentance. Let us pray for these elect whom the church has confidently chosen May they successfully complete their long preparation and at the Paschal Feast find Christ in his sacraments. Please stand. That they may ponder the word of God in their hearts and savor its meaning more fully day by day, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That they may learn to know Christ who came to save what was lost, let us pray to the Lord. That they may humbly confess themselves to be sinners, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That they may sincerely reject everything in their lives that is displeasing and contrary to Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the Holy Spirit, who searches every heart, 
may help them to overcome their weakness through his power. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the same Holy Spirit may teach them to know the things of God and how to please him. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That their families also may put their hope in Christ and find peace and holiness in him. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our that we ourselves, in preparation for the Easter feast, may seek a change of heart, give ourselves to prayer, and persevere in our good works. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That throughout the whole world, whatever is weak may be strengthened, whatever is broken restored, whatever is lost found, and what is found redeemed. Let us pray to the Lord. By the God of power, you send your son you sent your son to be our Savior. Grant that these catechumens who, like the woman of Samaria, thirsting for living water, may turn to the Lord as they hear his word and acknowledge the sins and weaknesses that weigh them down. Protect them from vain reliance on self and defend them from the power of Satan. Free them from the spirit of deceit so that admitting the wrong they have done, they may attain purity of heart and advance on the way to salvation through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus, you are the fountain for which they thirst. You are the master whom they seek. In your presence they dare not claim to be without sin, for you alone are the Holy One of God. They open their hearts to you in faith. They confess their faults and they lay bare their hidden wounds. In your love, free them from their infirmities, heal their sickness, quench their thirst, and give them peace. In the power of your name, which we call upon in faith, stand by them now and heal them. Rule over that spirit of evil conquered by your rising from the dead. Show your elect the way of salvation in the Holy Spirit that they may come to worship the Father in truth. For you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Elect of God, although you cannot yet participate fully in the Lord's Eucharist, stay with us as a sign of our hope that all God's children will eat and drink with the Lord and work with his Spirit to recreate the face of the earth. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.